It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Back to the Book. Please take again your, your, your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 6, and uh, we're going to read our text for this week, um, verses 1 through 9, and get right back to where we left off yesterday. The Bible says this, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them. The same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Now quickly, just in review, what we have said so far Noah's day compares to our day today. The world is just as wicked. It's getting more and more wicked as we progress. Noah's the only man we find standing for God that the Bible records in this time. If Noah could stand then, we can stand now. My question is simply this. How do we stand? How can we stand? We've pointed out two things so far in the on the two previous days or two videos for those watching by way of uh, Facebook Live, um, we've pointed out that obviously if you're going to stand for God, you're going to first of all have to be saved. You're going to have to find the grace of God, and the only way we will stand is by the grace of God. Secondly, we're going to have to be sanctified. And I looked at that not so much as what we're leaving behind, but what we're heading towards or getting closer to God. And we looked at how Noah walked with God and we said that if we don't walk with God, there is no way we're going to be able to stand against the evils of our day or make a difference for God. And if you have any salt to you at all as a Christian, if you have any heart for God, you want to stand for God. So you ought to have the same question, how? Well, Noah gives us several things. As I said, saved, sanctified. This one, it's, They're all simple. A lot more simple than what I was really looking for when I began to dig into it. But we'll see at the end, kind of where we're heading, how really much it does apply to our day today. Not only sanctified, now we're going to look at the opposite side of it, is this separated. And I've already quoted the verse each time I've been on this, every point I've dealt with. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. 
So we have, you need to be saved if you're going to stand for God. You've got to be sanctified. You need to be spending time with God. But we've got to be separated. Hebrews talks about Noah. It says that he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. If we're going to stand for God in amidst the evils of our day that we're facing and all the struggles that's going on, if we're going to make a difference for God, then we're going to have to be separated. It's not just that we're, we're, we're um, spending time with God, but there's a lot that's got to be left back behind. And I know these kind of, yesterday what I dealt with on the radio, the, the being sanctified and separated, they're kind of the same thing. But however, let me just spend a little bit of time on this. The Bible says, And be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds. Christians today find themselves being conformed, being pressed in, being molded into what the world is today. And you see, Noah had the same danger. Noah's day, just some of the things we, we brought out quickly, there was a lustful attitude or, or a lustful mentality. There was a resistance to God and, and there was a, just ungodliness prevailed on every side, really, is the best way I know how to say that. The Bible says that the imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. We bring that to our day today. If we're not careful, those things influence us. You've got the wickedness of the world. You've got the attitude of the world towards sin. You have the lustful mentality. The 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 dating came, as some would call, you know, just the... the um, you know, the divorce rate, it's, it's sky high, you know, and people just seem to think they can pick and choose whoever they want and then terminate that, that uh, vow that they made to, to that spouse. All kinds of things. And if we're not careful, they begin to permeate us as Christians. We begin to adapt some of the philosophies that the world has, which are very anti-God, very unbiblical, very wicked things going on. Noah didn't let any of that affect him. In fact, he condemned them. And if we're going to stand for God, we're going to have to do the same exact thing. There's going to have to be some separation. It bothers me, and I know it's... I'll make enemies saying some of this, not friends. It bothers me the influence that Hollywood has in Christian homes. It bothers me at the, the jokes that go on amongst Christian people. People, some young people sometimes in good homes, it bothers me the things that they will joke about. I can't tell you how many times I've heard jokes going in reference along the line of sodomy or jokes about alcohol or this or that or another thing. Do you think those things please God? Absolutely not. What's happened? Here, let me just tell you what's happened. The wickedness of our world, the mentality of our world has begun to saturate our minds. Rather than us being renewed by the Word of God and by our walk with God, we've allowed those things to begin to permeate us. They've begun to become part of us. And we've adapted some of the ideology that the world has. And yet we're trying to please God, but keep all these philosophies at the same time. It's not going to work that way. It cannot. All these things we see that was in Noah's day. His life was different. 
where the world has that very lustful mentality, a very just wicked, degraded mentality. That I mean, It's sad. I cannot be at work one single day without multiple, multiple people making very inappropriate comments and things towards other people and, and, and towards different subjects. Now, why is that? It's the wickedness of our day, that lustful mentality. But if we're not careful, that affects us. We've got to make a very clear separation from that kind of thinking. Where the world resists God, doesn't want anything to do with it, where they don't want any of the laws that God has, any of the rules as they call them. The Christian ought to be embracing them. Ought to be not resisting God, but, but submitting to God, fully, absolutely surrendering before Him, saying, God, whatever you want to do in my life, do it. Let, let's, let's, let's just go on with God. I can't remember which book it's in, but the Bible talks about how they think of us as strange because we're not walking with them, because we don't walk to the same excess of riot, I believe is how it says, as, as they do. They look at us as, as strange. Tony, there's protection in this. And if we're going to make a difference in our day, if we're going to stand against the evils of our day, we must stay separated, untainted, unspotted from the world. We looked in verse 4 about the, the, those giants, how they became mighty men, men of renown. These were not godly men. These were very wicked men, I believe. And they were the ones that were the heroes of the day. You know how many Christian homes promote ungodly people, whether it's Hollywood actors or, or different singers or some sort of pro athlete, and that's their heroes. It saddens me when young kids in Christians' homes know that the... the what do you call them? The, the specs or, or the, I'm sorry, the stats uh, of all these professional ball players. But they couldn't tell you anything about the missionaries that we support in our church. They couldn't tell you very much about the preachers that come by. They, they don't have any stats for, for that, how many messages they've preached or, or how many souls they've seen saved. I mean, why is it we've gotten things so backwards? I believe we have to say we've allowed the world's mentality to begin to soak into us. And we don't see anything wrong with it. We're so desensitized to sin that it, 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 it's no issue for us. Making those light jokes of, of inappropriate things and ungodly things, things that displease God, it doesn't bother anybody anymore. You know what the Bible says? Fools make a mock at sin. Why is it so many Christians are doing it? How can we stand against the evils of our day, when we mock it, when we make fun of it, when we make light of it, let me say it that way, when we make light of the very sins that God hates. We can't. You can't. If we are going to be what we ought to be for God, 
There has to be not only a, a sanctification process where we're drawing close to God, there has to be a very clear line of demarcation, a, a separation made from the world and from the philosophies that they have. Let me tell you, this book, the Bible, ought to be our rule book. This is where all our ideology comes from, if, if I can use that term for this. This is the truth. This is the standard. If what the world teaches, if the philosophy of the world does not fit within the confines of this book, then you need to get rid of it. The Bible talks about casting out, casting down every imagination that exalts itself against God. We ought to start lining up our lives to this. We want to make a difference. You want to see revival in our country. You want to see revival in our land. You want to see God do something out of your life. Then you're going to have to start getting rid of these wicked philosophies. This desensitized view of sin. Get your mind in the book. Begin renewing your mind. Noah did that. Noah was separate. As I said, Hebrews talks about him. He condemned the world. And if we are going to stand for God, there must be that condemnation. There must be not just that separation, and we're going to deal with it next. There has to be a speaking out against the evils of our day. But you can't speak against something you're in the middle of. You can't speak against something you just make light of. There has to be a very clear condemning of what is wrong. We've ceased to stand as Christians we're to be salt. Salt's a preserving agent. But a lot of us have lost our savor, as the Bible says. We're good for nothing except to be trodden underfoot by the world. The very ones we're supposed to be in some way, shape, and form preserving. We're at the place that we are at. Not because of politicians, but because Christians gave up ground willingly. It's been a slow process over years and years and years. A little compromise here, a little, little sin there, uh, just, just a, a, a small principle there. And as we've let it go, our world has went farther and farther and farther and the church has got weaker and weaker and weaker. I want to see God make a difference. I want to be able to stand. But if we're going to stand, we're going to have to be separated. We'll have to pick up here tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening in. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.